Hello and welcome to another episode of the Health and Wellbeing Podcast. This is a companion to the Primary Care Excellence Project. We've created this series for all primary care staff in Greater Manchester. We know that you're under a lot of pressure at the moment and hope this podcast gives you some tools to help. In this series, we've already talked about the Greater Manchester Wellbeing Toolkit, the Resilience Hub, Mindfulness and Psychological Safety. If you've missed an episode, please go back and download them. I'm Janet Castro-Giovanni and usually it's Lynn sitting in the hosting chair for our podcasts. But today we've turned the tables and Lynn is our guest. Today we're going to talk about Touch 10, a tool for both managers and their staff to encourage discussion about health and well-being. Touch 10 can be used for everyone to understand trends and changes in their personal well-being. I'd like to introduce Lynn Marsland. Thank you, Lynn, for letting me take over for an episode. Hi, Janet. You're welcome. So can we start by talking about what is Touch 10 and what is the background to developing the tool? The background really, from the part of the NHS that I was working, similar I suppose to most areas within the NHS, we were seeing increasing levels of sickness absence. And because the workplace is usually busy and the focus is is really on outcomes and uh, patients or whatever the services are that you're delivering, people viewed or tended to view health and well-being discussions as a bit of a nice to have rather than part of that ongoing debate continuing relationship I suppose between line manager and member of staff and managers sometimes found it quite difficult in their one-to-ones to broach what might be a potentially personal subject for fear of unsettling the individual and from a manager's perspective potentially taking the lid off something that they didn't really feel qualified to do something about and that they probably lacked the skills a little bit not all managers because some naturally were able to build and foster those kind of relationships but particularly for new managers or new members of staff or when they were particularly busy not having those skills became quite apparent in some of the discussions that we were having particularly within uh, an HR environment. Staff also said that they sometimes felt that they might be viewed as a problem if they began to raise some of the things that were going on for them, particularly from a a mental health well-being perspective. And as we know, one of the benefits that I think the pandemic has really highlighted, although it was being much more discussed more openly before the pandemic, is the sort of mental well-being. Whereas it used to be a bit of a taboo subject, now I think people are much more open to have those kind of discussions when things are bothering them or when they think somebody else might be suffering and a a bit of an intervention then might be helpful. So what we thought we would do for managers was try and give them not a, a tick box checklist, this is what you must cover every time you're having a one to one, but a sort of guideline, if you like, to enable them to promote those health and wellbeing discussions as part of a natural relationship building session 
with their members of staff. Are there any examples you can give me about when it's been used and when it's been really successful? Yes, I think one of the things that springs to mind is quite a few occasions where we've noticed people having numerous short sickness absences and you tend to get, when you're as old as me and you've been around HR and workforce for so long, you you tend to get a bit of a, you know, the hair goes up on the back of your neck and you think there's something not quite right here. So just having a quick chat with the manager and saying, have you had this sort of discussion with this member of staff? And, and sometimes the manager will be, well, no, I'm not going there because she lost her mother last year or I know there's something going on with her partner and I don't really want to tread on toes. And we've encouraged to say, no, just try and go through this. If the individual doesn't want to talk to you, you're not forcing them. And I can I can count now the number of occasions where managers have come back to me and said, you know, that was so helpful. They were crying out for somebody to talk to. It might even be that they actually go off sick for a, a set period of time while they get some help and support. But at least then the manager is managing a workload that they're more aware of and it isn't kind of hit and miss when this person's going to be in or not. And I think the other really important thing for me, and we've begun to realise this more and more, not just in the NHS, but in any workplace setting, that the more a manager learns to spot behaviours that are out of sync, out of character with the individual, the easier it is to support that individual and in the long term keep them in work where very often being in work is the best thing for that person and going off sick isn't really the right thing so enabling managers to have something that helps them watch for behaviours watch for changes watch for differences and then use this tool if they need to to um, frame a discussion I see you've also got a personal well-being barometer that accompanies the tool. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so we developed the Touch 10 first of all and it really came into its own when uh, we entered into the pandemic and people's way of working was changing. One of the things we saw very early on was um, a move from an office-based situation to working from home. Our sickness absence rates plummeted Uh, and I think to begin with for people that was um, I didn't have to get on a bus I didn't have to go to work etc so therefore I was more happier to stay in work even if I didn't feel too good but we were encouraging managers to talk to them about how staff were feeling in this new scenario and sometimes staff wanted to talk about what was going on for them and sometimes they didn't but what we felt was it would be really helpful for that member of staff to have a log if you like that would enable them to think about what was going on for them very quickly as we can continue to work from home other issues started to come up for people so 
having to sit at a kitchen table for hours on end or having the children at home, homeschooling, having to see their partner for eight hours a day when usually they're, you know, out at their different workplaces. And of course, the the, the really sad situation where sometimes there's an abusive partner in the house or when relatives have been sick going down with COVID, etc., that started to really impact on our staff's health and well-being. So we developed the barometer to enable people to plan, if you like, ideally their one-to-one session with their line manager. So the line manager would use the touch 10, the individual would refer to the personal barometer, and you've got that nice sort of um, collaborative discussion. But we realised very quickly that sometimes the subjects that were bothering our staff weren't necessarily ones that they wanted to share with their manager. Or to begin with, it was a little bit clumsy talking about health and well-being. So what we suggested was that even if you don't use this barometer to discuss with your line manager, keep it as a bit of a diary. Use it once a month or more regularly if you notice that your health and well-being is dipping. But use it to track what's going on for you because sometimes people aren't aware of changing circumstances, deteriorating circumstances, until they hit something face on whereas the view was having it written down somewhere it might just help you spot the trends upwards downwards if it's going up great what are you doing to to keep on top of your health and well-being keep doing it share it with other people so most of the people who access our podcast are going to be primary care staff they're staff who work in communities on the high street in small teams Could you give us some um, thoughts about how they will use the Touch 10 and the personal wellbeing barometer? Absolutely. Um, Just because it was designed originally for the discussion between manager and member of the team doesn't mean to say that it couldn't be used in a team environment. Whether people get the opportunity to just step back and have an hour to have a cup of coffee together, it's the kind of thing, particularly sharing the personal well-being barometer, is something that would be a really good toolkit. Um, And I know that when it was first, uh, when it was originally designed, there were people who were saying, we've started using it in our team and our team discussions. Or I've noticed that whoever it is that works in my team has been looking a bit down. So I got in touch with them and we've been sharing our personal barometer. So there's lots of things that you can do with it. It's it's really a prompt to get people to think about how they're feeling, what's going on for them. Is it getting worse? Is it getting better? And what do I need to prove before it's too too late because somebody's hit rock bottom in whatever form that is? I think one of the things, if I go back through my career and certainly having been a, a line manager for a you know for quite a long period of time, very often I've said to myself, I saw that coming. Why didn't I do something about it then? Whether it be for myself or for a member of staff. And I think that's the whole 
tenet behind this approach. It's to nip things in the bud, keep an eye on things, keep things manageable. So, yeah, using it in your team environment, whether you're doing it over the phone, if you're a community nurse and you don't you don't get into the office very often, you can do it over Zoom or Teams, or you can do it in the office, as I say, preferably over a, a cup of coffee, five, ten minutes break. Thank you, Lynn. That's really helpful. And I'm sure will be very helpful for staff who are under a lot of pressure at the moment and are wanting to take time out with teams. So thank you so much. And thank you for letting me sit in the chair today and host. (laughs) Can I just say as well, Janet, that we, we did a podcast, our first podcast was about the Greater Manchester Health and Wellbeing Toolkit. So there are lots of other little things like this uh, that are available through that on that website, on the toolkit website. I personally like this because of the personal barometer side of things. But please, you know, encourage staff to go in and look at things for themselves. Absolutely. There's lots to look at and we encourage everybody to have a look at all of the podcasts and think about what's right for them. Definitely. There'll be different things for different people. As you know, when we launched the primary care excellence work, we did do a survey monkey questionnaire and we had quite a few responses from staff. Obviously, they they were um, anonymous and confidential. But I think some of the things that came out of that were the worrying levels of people who do in primary care, who do see their health and well-being as being a bit of a low ebb. If you were one of those people, please use this barometer it just might help that's great advice lynn thank you so much for that we hope you found this conversation really useful and if you would like more information you'll be able to find more details on the episode page and that includes being able to download the tools so that you can use them in your own practice Don't forget to follow or subscribe to the Health and Wellbeing podcast so you don't miss an episode. And we'd love you to tell your colleagues so as many people as possible can hear about the wide range of tools and support out there to help you. This has been a Fresh Air production. Until next time, thank you and goodbye.